0: What is up? Welcome back to the 3C Podcast. I'm your host, Brent McGrath. It's Monday, and you know what that means. Another conversation with a member of the Juice Team. I got Jonathan on the podcast today. We are talking about research. I did a little poll, sent it out to uh, people who are following the Juice, got some answers, and we chop up some of that data and talk about our own experiences. If you like what we're doing on the show, hit that subscribe button, leave me a review, tell me how I'm doing. We got our beta launch just around the corner. If you want to be a part of that, if you want to jump on the juice and see what we're building, you can do that. Find the link in the show notes, or you can go to juicehq.com. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What is up? Welcome back to the show. We are going to be talking about research, going to be talking about some roadblocks and things that get in the way of our research process. That is something we're thinking deeply about here at The Juice. As we're recording, Jonathan's got sun is in his eyes. Good thing it's a podcast, so you won't see him squinting this entire conversation. But Jonathan, you need some sunglasses. How are you doing? I'm
1: doing well. I feel like I'm playing left field in a baseball game or something. The sun's in my eyes. and I need those sunglasses that flip down to get me into podcast mode. But doing well. Uh, if I'm complaining about the sun being out in the summer in central Indiana, uh, that's that's a good problem to have. So
0: I'm, I can't complain. We need to get you some eye black. That's what we, we start recording with some eye black and then we'll be we'll really look like we're taking on some big problems in B2B marketing
1: as long as it's the real eye black and not those like phony stickers. Now that everyone wears, I want the real stuff. I want to be able to paint it on my actual face.
0: Yeah. That's taking me back to the dugout and being in like, you know, fifth grade and look, thinking I was the coolest person. And then I'd get up to the plate and strike out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't help you hit. You can see the ball better. You just, you still can't hit it.
0: That's exactly right. So we have been deep in, starting the conversation around company launch planning, obviously messaging and positioning is a big piece of that. We will be talking about that at length in upcoming episodes. And it's not, Hey, we're we have this product and we're going to shove it down everyone's throats. If you're listening, it's more like, Hey, everyone, here's the process that we are going through to launch this company. If you are launching companies or launching product or features, the goal would be to hopefully you can learn something from our experience. But one of the things in the topic, a topic that I want to jump into today is is research. I think no matter what role you're in, chances are you're probably having to research information in order to enlighten yourself, better educate yourself on topics you're working on. And so last week, I was like on this, this wave of, trying to understand research and consumer behaviors and habits. And I eventually just said, Hey, I'm going to just draft four questions. I'm going to send it out to our audience. So I distributed it through, we're talking content distribution. Now I distributed it through our newsletter. I distributed it in different groups where there are our ideal customer profile and wanted to get the data and wanted to learn a little bit. So I got those results back of some of those questions. I have not shared them with Jonathan, but maybe I can share some results and we can talk about it. Does that sound like a a good start to the episode? Yeah, it sounds great, Brett. As we talk about the
1: use case for a content consumer on our platform, I think research is really the um, undertied for all, all the different use cases, whether it's researching a purchasing decision, researching industry trends, you know, researching like your own professional development and trying to understand what's going on in your space or even competitive research. Um, so I think this is a, a timely topic
0: as we get ready to unleash a lot of waitlist members into our product. Awesome. So the first one wasn't, wasn't like, didn't jump off the page at me too much, but the question was, uh, how important is research to you? And we had 62% of people who responded said very. Then, you know, I, I, the, that was the big one where, you know, the, our target audience, 62% said, you know what, what in what I do on a regular basis, research is really, really important. The next question was around time parameters on research, you know, daily Weekly, monthly, never. And we had over half of the audience say that they research topics daily. So mm-hmm. that was interesting. I thought to myself, I was expecting maybe a larger margin monthly, but 51% said daily. The next one st- stood out to me, and it's in the, the the question was around time and how long people are researching. And over half of the audience said that it takes them a half hour or longer to find something helpful when they're researching, which is the majority, right? I think there were the the other bucket was 10 minutes or less, but the majority of the audience said half hour or more. And then the final question was: where are the primary places that you go to research? This one was not a surprise to me, but Overwhelming margin of seventy six percent of the audience said Google is their primary spot for where they go to gather some information. I've got a lot of thoughts that I've been like percolating over you know the course of twenty four hours and looking at the this uh, data. But does anything surprise you? Stand out to you? Like, what are your thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, that that's really surprising. I so I, I'd say the two the two middle questions are the surprising part for me, the, the research daily. Um, I, I, you know, when I, that, when you first said that I kind of jumped out at me, but as I think about it, like it's almost second nature, right? Like quick, quick search here, quick search there. I think, especially in marketing, we're always researching, <laughs> uh, you know, what our competitors are doing, you know, questions, what our colleagues are doing, that sort of thing. But the, the daily is, is slightly surprising. I would have guessed maybe weekly. And then the other one is over half hour a day. I mean, you start to run the math on somebody spending, they're spending 30 minutes a day on research. That's two and a half hours a week, you know, out of their 40 hours a week, they're working, you know, what what that like kind of hourly rate would be for somebody. That's, that's a lot of time and a lot of uh, money that's being poured into research. And that's not to say research isn't a valuable use of time. But then I think the last question there, where, where they're going to do it, I think we all know. Google's great for some things. I think it's probably not the most efficient place for B2B research. It's it's maybe the most efficient place as currently is, but it's not an enjoyable experience and not as efficient as it could be. I always talk to marketers and I we use that exact use case. We say in the B2C space, there's there's very specific resources for us to find different things. But in the B2B space, we go down this Google rabbit hole and too often you're not finding what you're looking for. You're finding the people with the deepest ad budgets or the most sophisticated SEO marketers. And so I I can't, I I don't know, those two middle questions surprise me. The fact that people are going to Google uh, overwhelmingly is not surprising, but I think speaks to the opportunity we have to make the B2B search that much easier for people who are spending two to three hours a week researching.
0: Yeah, and I think for me, As I'm talking through this, like out loud for the first time, I think my head goes to, yes, it's not surprising the overwhelming majority picked Google. I think that's the easiest, most convenient, maybe not most effective, but I think I would be interested for those that answered social media or those that answered Slack group, if what their time duration would be in terms of research. I'd love to like, pair that up because my thoughts are if you're gathering information that's being curated for you via a Slack group in a community that is more focused and specific towards people like you, chances are you're probably spending less time. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah. I Like that's kind of the, when, again, we've talked to a lot of marketers, a lot of content consumers, you ask them where they're going for, to find content. And the answer has often been LinkedIn. I think more and more you're starting to hear about communities, whether that's Slack or via a different platform. But there's a layer of peer validation built in uh, that you don't you just don't get on Google, right? And so I, I think there's if you know uh, in the B two B space, you you might have to go through a, a gated form or a, a gated piece of content to find the research you want or um, maybe the, there's a lot of content out there that isn't of the quality you're looking for, having that peer validation that comes through communities or social media is really valuable. So I think um, that's typically where I, I start research is with my, my peer network or colleague um, colleagues, and then I'll go to Google. But I, I think you know if, if you could find a way, uh, and this is maybe a lead-in question to what we're doing, but if you could find a way to narrowing the content to just B2B to be a little bit more efficient than a, a very broad Google search that gives you paid ad results, and then build in a layer of peer validation. I would imagine that's a pretty valuable space for people in the B2B space to go and research. And that's, uh, again, I, I maybe a little self-promotional here, but that's the opportunity we see at the Juice, and that's actually exactly what we're trying to do.
0: Yeah, and I'm gonna to respond to that. But before I do, I want to shout out one more. You mentioned communities. I got a shout out. One I just joined recently. So shout out to the Peak Community. Um, I just joined that community. Um, it is uh, a great place to learn, a great place to engage, and a great place to share information. I can I can honestly tell you, I've been there for two weeks, I think, and I have consumed more articles and listen to more podcasts just in that two weeks that have been helpful and have got me to think about different things I'm working on than anything that I've come across from a Google perspective since I started at the juice. So I wanted to plug Pete community there. If you're a marketer, go check it out. But just in response to what you were saying. So when I think about consuming content for me personally, I always think about music. I'm a big music person. I love music. I love the discovery process. And I think about like the poll results and how Google was so prominent. And immediately, and I thought about the experience and how bad of an experience it can be when you're not getting good results, you're being hit by uh, ads, you're getting unhelpful blog posts, you're falling into sales funnels and you're getting emails. And I was reflecting back on like my, like personal side and the music. And it's like, you know what, like, this really reminds me of like sitting down and looking, looking for more new, new music by turning on the FM radio. Okay. So it's like you turn on the FM radio, all it is, is commercials. All it is is generic music of the same artists because their labels have money to place them in that spot. And then all of a sudden there's this mind shift of saying, this artist is the best artist because they're the biggest and they're on this platform that's the most mainstream. And I I, I thought about just this content experience and what people are saying about going to Google and not being a great experience at taking so long. And it's like, man, like if everyone could just take a step back and find, again, this is kind of leading in and not intentionally, it's just happening this way to kind of what we're working on, where people who want to find new music now who are passionate about it, they use Spotify, Spotify learns what these people like, and curates this experience. And you know, you pay for $9.99 a month, and you get this curated experience without ads. So like, those are like, As I'm looking at these results, trying to synthesize them into my mind, trying to pair it up with my own personal use case, that's kind of what came and struck me right out of the gates.
1: Yeah, I think about that even from the radio station perspective. And this is actually like kind of exactly uh, what we've been talking about is radio station has to put the music out there and just hope somebody finds it, right? Either they have it saved on one of their radio presets or they're scanning, and they have to hope the audience comes to them right that's what we're doing in the b2b space we are putting content on our website and hoping the right audience finds our website whether that's through direct traffic which is very rare you know search traffic organic paid channels etc but we're putting it on our property hoping to find the right audience well what you're seeing in the music space is now platforms like spotify have an audience and music's going directly there right Uh, I always say every morning I open up Spotify with no intent to listen to something specific, but I can trust that platform will have something to get me engaged, right? I will find something to listen to in less than a minute. I'll put it on and then really not think about it the rest of the day. It'll just be playing in the background, figuring out what it should play next, recommending things, et cetera. Well, that's what needs to happen in the B2B space, right, is instead of just hosting things on our site, hoping the right traffic finds us on their preset like they do on the radio, uh, why don't we build an audience and build a platform that recommends the right content for the right audience and bring both the content consumers and the content marketers together in that space? Uh, yeah, I always joke, like, it's very classic B2B tech to say you're like something for something else. Um, but in, in this case, and because we're talking about it, I, I think it's a, a really... Perfect example to say we want to be like Spotify for B two B content. You know, somebody's researching a decision or professional development, they can go to a platform where they know uh, not exactly what they want to find, but something will be promoted for them that's relevant.
0: Yeah, and I think the, the the marketer in me jumps all over the Spotify example and the words you used in trust, and I think that's really important because. You don't even think twice about pulling up your phone and just letting Spotify do its thing because, yeah, are they going to hit home runs? Are you going to jam out and love everything that's being fed to you? Probably not. But over time, like, a majority of that stuff is along the lines of your tastes and what you like. And I think everybody in every B2B company, in every role, when you're researching, you all have different tastes or different topics of things that you're trying to look out and learn from. And just to me, like the Google experience just seems like going into a big room and just shouting and hoping someone raises their hands and say, hey, I've got a video or I've got a podcast or I've got an article for you. Chances are like there's something behind the scenes going on with algorithms and with placement and keywords that you're going to spend a lot of time as our poll suggested, and you might end up coming up short.
1: Well, think about even like music artist websites. Like nobody's going to a music art. Maybe you are like very randomly, very sporadically, but to like listen, like if I wanted to listen to Taylor Swift, I'm not going to Taylor Swift's website to find her music, right? There's there's better ways, more efficient ways for me to find music, Taylor Swift's music and music like that that I might enjoy as well, right? Um, and I'm not saying I'm a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm also not saying that I'm not a big Taylor Swift fan, but I am saying I'm not going directly to her website to find her music. And like, again, that's in the B2B space. That's what we expect. Our our prospects, our future customers, um, or people that don't even know who we are. That's what we're asking them to do. We're asking them to come to our website um, to to find our content. It's just,
0: it's so old fashioned. Like We sound
1: like a broken record talking about that, but it is
0: so old fashioned. So we're going to close this out and I'm going to talk, I'm going to throw some pain statements this year away. And you're going to tell me from your experience, like what, what's, what's your, what's like nails on the chalkboard for you? Like what's your number one, but before I do that, got to just shout out Taylor Swift. And the reason why I wanted to shout out Taylor Swift is because she has embedded herself in the hearts and minds of Americana and global, uh, music fans out there where when you're thinking about an example of a musician, she's first to mind and first out of your mouth. And to me, I, you know, I'm not a big T Swift fan, but I got to say, like, I respect the marketing. Like she's got a marketing machine behind her and she hits a lot of different, uh, demos. Um, so shout out to all you T Swift fans and listeners out there. Does Taylor Swift, does she have a, does she call her fan something? Do you know? I, I don't know. And
1: even if I did know, I, I'd be afraid to admit that I know I, on this podcast, but um, I, I don't know. Swifties, that, that feels right. I don't know if that's right or not, but that feels right. But yeah. yeah.
0: Maybe she's a listener to the 3C podcast. Shout out Taylor, if you're listening. It, to- totally. Yeah. it's kind, That's not typically my flavor. The bands I listen to are bands that most nobody knows about. And that's just how I am. So Taylor Swift will recognize greatness on this, on the 3C podcast. Um, <laughs> Let me run through these take when you're looking for content, when you're researching. Oh, by the way, I do want to mention this because I think it's it, it's funny. I did get a chat from Jonathan midstream that his dog was losing his mind and he had to go on mute for a second. But it sounds like Mackie has cooled out. Is, is Mackie doing all right? squirrel is, in the house he, or something he's on uh he's on patrol staring out the window for any dog that walks by uh,
1: he loses his mind so uh he's probably made an appearance on the podcast before but uh if not he might make his first appearance before this one's over or he uh he might be in the background and if, if he is we'll we'll be sure to get a graphic with mackey's big silly face in it
0: 100 percent. okay let me run through these finding content it takes too much time you can't find the right content. You've got a cluttered inbox. You don't know what to look for. And you go, you go through the, the the form sales experience. Like what from your end when you're doing research, like what's your biggest pain point based on this?
1: Man, yes, all of the above. Is that <laughs> an option? So it's time intensive to do the research. You're also opting into future time, right? Like in the B2B space, when you know you're searching for something, it's going to take you a lot of time in the moment. And unfortunately, you're probably going to be roped into some sales calls in the future that you have to ignore or you answer because you don't know who it is and it's somebody trying to sell you or get you on a discovery call. And so there's this like mystery to it that is some sort of future commitment that is either your time or having to tell someone no, which nobody enjoys fairly. And the the return on investment just isn't isn't worth it because of that time investment. I think also not knowing what to look for is interesting. Uh, Sometimes I I think either as we started the podcast talking about research, when you're researching for a specific solution or a specific problem, like you want to drink from a fire hose, right? Um, You want to go really deep on that problem, but um, you kind of keep hitting dead ends, right? You find, okay, here's one resource for this problem. And you're on a company's website and the, the road kind of ends there. how how do you continue to go deeper kind of with related content or related companies or related products? Um, And so you kind of have to start your search all over again, but in times when you, you're not exactly sure what you you're looking for or what you even should be looking for. Like how, how do you, how do you start that journey of just kind of seeing what's out there, seeing, you know, related content, again, related products and kind of winding through that search journey again, that's really hard when, when you get into some of these classic B2B examples of they get you on a site that's not really navigable. They're just trying to get you to fill out a form for that lead capture. Just not a, not a real enjoyable experience. So, you know, you, you talk about research, time intensive, return on investment's not worth it. There's a future time commitment. It's just not, not an enjoyable experience, um, even though it should be,
0: um, which is really unfortunate. It is unfortunate and we will be talking more about topics like this. I'd love to hear if how, how your research process, is this something that um, you can relate to or, or not? Definitely um, let us know. Um, Shoot me a a tweet or DM at Indy McGrath. I'd love to hear from you. If you're listening to the show Um, next Monday, we'll have a new employee. That's the tradition we've started here. We've got Cat, who is the first customer success hire. I got the chance to chat with her a little bit yesterday, and I am excited to bring her on the show. Jonathan keeps knocking it out of the park with these these new hires. Look out, the juice team is is running wild. Jonathan, thank you. Hopefully you get uh, that sun out of your eyes soon, hopefully. Mackie, relaxes and uh, hopefully you you have a productive day. And of course, we will talk soon. Thanks, Brett. Talk soon. 76% of B2B marketers that we pulled go to Google to find their information. Is that the best place? I don't know. All I know is when I do it, it takes me a whole lot of time. We're going to be talking more about that. Hit that subscribe button if you're not already. Appreciate the time. Have a great start to your week and come back on Friday with another conversation with a content marketer that matters. Take care.